Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to The Millennial Divide, a podcast about navigating the millennial decade. I am Dimity and I am with child. <laughs> but actually, I'm just holding my sister's child and I'm not actually... Hang on, someone take over. The dummy came out. <laughs> just uh, go, just go. Dimity is 27, she told me before, which I had forgotten. I'm Ellen and I'm 33 and I'm in the middle of... The Millennial Divide. And I'm Selena. I'm new. I'm not a sister. And I'm 36 now and happy to still be a millennial. And we wanted to give a quick update this week. We do have one baby in the podcasting studio, but we have also had another new baby join our little family, a little baby girl, which Amy had. She did it. Yay. And she's gorgeous. So congratulations to Amy and her her husband now, Adrian. Um, and she's just beautiful. So we're very excited by that. Yeah. So this week we're talking about a few different topics as per usual. The first is an article in which we have read and it's it's all about talking about ages and, and defining what it means to actually be old. We're also talking about millennial politicians. Ellen is going to take us through that. Selena, she has a recommendation. It's another highbrow one. A very highbrow. <laughs> and you also have a question for us. I do. And that's also pretty kind of high. It's a book, so highbrow, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. And we'll finish it off with a very zen mantra that our listener has written in with. So let's take it away. So this is an article written by a New York Times journalist called Stephen Petrarch. Actually, I don't know if he's a journalist or if he just wrote in. Anyway, very interesting nonetheless, and thank you so much for this article. It is one in which he talks about he is 61 and he talks about what it means to be defined as old. So this is off the back of a study in 2017 by US Trust and they found that the definition of old changes depending on what on, on what decade you're born. So mm. millennials who are as we know in their 20s and 30s say that when you're old you're about 59. That's when you're <laughs> old, 59. If you're a Gen Xer you would say that 65 actually is when you're when you're a bit old, a bit over the hill maybe. Baby boomers they said 73 is actually when it's you're very old. Specific. Very yeah. specific. Very specific. So I'm interested to hear what, what what is old for you guys. I think anything that I'm not, I'm happy okay. with. I'm good with that. So younger than you? No, no, okay. no, no. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> Probably needs to be older. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, because there's all the whole, you know, like 40s the new 30 and 50s yes. the new 40. Yes. Um, I actually got Instagram targeted for a thing today that was about um, it was essentially aimed at women. They said over the age of 30 it very much looked like it was for women who were kind of oh 
beyond that a fair on. bit. Yeah, okay. yeah. Which like is fine, but it was confronting. I was like, oh, hang on. No, what? Yeah, no. I identify as a 27-year-old. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, Ellen, old? I think because I was just having a look through and what they were saying, one of the thing, big markers was um, physical movement and when mm. that gets restricted. Mm. But I think one of the things for me is when it's, you know, I always thought older was probably over 60 but now that our parents are getting into that, it doesn't seem that no. old because mm. they're living almost a better life than me at the moment. <laughs> they travel and they're going to all the oh, shows. How good. And Baby boomer parents have oh, got the best lives. So I wouldn't life. say that they're old because they're living their best, not I know if it's the be- their best life, but they're living mm. a pretty awesome existence at the moment. So mm. yeah. old, but I guess it's the definition of old too, isn't it? it's like, who you're spending the most time with. So if you are spending the most time with like, you know, people that are, 85, aka me and my job. I feel really young right now. However, when I was studying with 21-year-olds, I felt really fucking old. That's true. So I think it's all all context, it's all relative. But I do agree, having spent time with people who are heading into their 80s and 90s, they do seem to feel or report that they feel their age catches up with them when they Mm. lose some of that independence. Mm. So I would say up to the 80s and 90s, I think, of old because I think that's like what you said, you need support and you might need a carer and you might need to change your lifestyle. Whereas 60s and 70s at the moment, they're just I think that's really young. At work we're often like, oh, they're pretty young, they're 65. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) truly. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's maybe who you – I don't know who you surround yourself with. Yeah. Mm. So we're not old at the moment though. It's kind of the consensus. You kind of are because – you're older than me, so. See, I married a man who's nine years older than me, Clever. so it's like oh, you're Clever. fine. Always going to be younger. I've yep. got three months younger, and he always tells me about it. Mm. <laughs> yes, but remember, I'm the younger man. Yeah, by three months. Yeah, okay. I don't think it counts. Okay, so in conclusion, we're all young. Yes. We're all doing fine, and until we break a hip, we're going to be okay. Absolutely, yeah. Yes, great. Consensus. Okay, great. <laughs> Okay, so on to current affairs. We're talking about politics. This is a really highbrow episode, actually. I it can't is. see one we, thing. Yeah, we started with yeah. a New York Times article. Oh we're talking God. politics. Get, strap yourselves in, people. Like This wanting... mantra had better be good. Uh, well, it's not mine, so it doesn't really matter, does it? It's listener, so blame them. Um, Ellen, can you please take us through some politics? Yes. Well, this actually was my idea because I was reading through the newspaper on the weekend. I thought, oh, this is a very interesting juxtaposition of politicians at the moment, particularly women. Um, And it's millennial politicians and the good and I guess the difficult of millennial politicians. So the first one was I was reading a fantastic article in The Age about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And at 29, she is the youngest congresswoman ever in America. She's of Puerto Rican descent and she is blowing up Congress at the moment using social media and it's really exciting. So a video was released of her dancing during her college days to an 80s mashup. She responded on Twitter dancing in her office and said, you know what, congresswomen also dance, which is a pretty cool response. She's also doing live Instagram uh, discussions and she's pushing agenda on renewable resources, immigration and customs enforcement and um, she's just kind of 
totally reimagining what it is to be a congresswoman. And there's also been um, Jacinda Ardern in New Zealand who's become the Prime Minister. She was 37 when she became, so still a millennial when she became <laughs> Prime Minister and became pregnant, I think, coinciding with when she got elected. Um, Is there so anything that woman can't I do? Know. I know. Mean, and she's just seriously. so cool. Oh, the best. She did an interview oh, in her best. slippers. Yeah, like she's She's best. awesome. So, you know, I'm seeing all these amazing things that we haven't seen before, but then on the weekend we've just had a very high-profile minister from the um, federal government, Kelly O'Dwyer. Now, she's not a millennial because she's 42, but the reason she is stepping down is a very millennial problem, which is that she's got two young kids. She might want a third. She has to fly to Canberra every other day, week, mm. um, and she said, I just can't do it. I miss bedtimes. I miss mornings. So I guess my question is, yeah, these women are doing these amazing things and they're blowing it up, but are the governments catching up with them and allowing them to kind of do this at this stage in their life? as I start to breastfeed my child. <laughs> we'll take over from here. Well, I was really inter- interested in this and wanted to look at what it looked like in our own political climate. So I Googled millennial politicians and it didn't come up with what I hoped. So instead I actually counted how many, you can find out the birth dates of every single mm. member mm. and senator. Did you know that? I did not know that. I, I now know mm. that. So I counted and There are 12 senators and members in Australian Parliament who fit into the category of millennial. There are 95 baby boomers. Wow. 95. Wow. Isn't that insane? And millennials, as we know through this podcast, goes up to 37. So that's, you know, it's not exactly young, (laughs) but what is young? So hard to know. But it's. I just feel like we could be better represented and I'm quite Absolutely. surprised that the, the decisions are being left with people who are... But is this but why? Because of Kel- the Kelly O'Dwyer yeah. Yeah. issue? Because for me, yeah, I could totally understand why she is stepping away at this stage in her life and mm. I think that's totally reasonable because mm. she wants to spend time with her family. And Jacinda Ardern has had to change things. And I know millennial men would also have to change things. I was going to say things. I suppose it's the, yeah, it's the same thing for men. Yeah. But it's obviously, but this is the whole thing, isn't it? This decade between, no, it's more than a decade, I guess. It's two decades between 20 and 40 is so challenging for women. Mm. And that's when everybody bloody yeah. gets ahead. Yeah. So frustrating. Well, I wonder if it's also just, I mean, I would be, I don't know the figures on this, but I wonder if it's just a less attractive career in general for younger people. Like I wonder if we're just. It's dropping off. Well, Mm. I wonder if it is. Mm. Um, Something I should have researched before saying that. I think, yes, from our anecdotal. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's funny because I had a, um, I came across the the mayor of the city of Yarra in Mm. Melbourne, Mm. um, which sort of is Richmond and sort of surrounding Mm. areas. He's in his 20s. Mm. And I, when I found that out, I was like, oh, he might be 30, but he's Mm. like, he's young. And I was just like, I can't imagine wanting to take that career path because I feel like now people can make changes in different ways. Mm. So if there's if there's one particular thing that you're really passionate about, you can make change in that area. Like when you look at, you know, various, you know, very successful kind mm. of co-founders and stuff in Australia, like, you know, the Thank You Water founders and stuff, like mm. they wanted to tackle a specific thing so they built their business around it, mm. and, you know. All of that. I just wonder if now, especially with that millennial generation where people are more entrepreneurial, where mm. people are more empowered to sort of, you know, 
do things and and create things. I wonder yeah. if they're just less Finding focused on the bigger, yeah, just yeah. less focused on that big picture political scene. Yeah. I mean, which I, is a I shame because that is where a lot of the you know change, change happens. happens. Absolutely, yeah. I yeah. do wonder though. So it's Oracle L. Her name is Ocasia Cortez. AOC is her handle on all the social media. As How did I get Oracle? Maybe because she's like an Oracle. Anyway, um, she, I do think, I love that she's disrupting the system and I love that she's subverting it from the inside and that's fantastic. But do you need to speak their language in order to get anything through? Is that? Yeah, well, and that was part of this article. She was saying, you know, there's kind of a belief that you come in and when you're a first-term congressperson, you just have to come in and you have to pay your dues and you have to be quiet and just, you know, not worry about it and not say your piece. But she's saying, no, Stuff that mm. I'm going to come in and make sure that I'm heard. Yeah. That's what my people have elected me for. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Do you remember the splash that Natasha Stott Despoja made in the nineties <gasps> for <laughs> for wearing um, Doc Martens in <laughs> in? Um, I don't because that's in the decade I was born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it was like big, and yeah. she I can't remember how old she was at the she time. She was quite young. Yeah, she was the Democrats. Yeah. Mm. So I think it's something to watch because I'm really excited by these changes and I think it's kind of showing what women in particular, these, you know, um, because it has always been that play of, oh, but if you have kids, mm. um, and seeing how, well, just seeing how Jacinda Ardern has um, handled it and gone, yep, I got pregnant, you elected me, I'm still pregnant, I'm yeah. still going to be elected and deal with it kind yeah. of thing. We have a plan and we're going to go on with our plan. Yeah. Um, I think that's very powerful and I think as we get more and more examples, it's going to be really exciting because it's yeah. going to change people's thinking. It's kind of how you got elected to be on the millennial divide and it you're is. still on the millennial divide. Yeah, even though I have a child. Yeah, which you're nailing it. was it. great it's news asleep. for me. <laughs> <laughs> Not a sister, still here. No plans to have babies. <laughs> okay, so moving along. Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. Selena, is she? <laughs> she Can we talk about that? Because I don't feel like she is. <laughs> she is more than fine. She is the absolute best. So I just finished reading this. It's by Gail Honeyman mm. or Honeyman. I don't yeah. know. I believe Honeyman. it's Honeyman. I believe <laughs> I know, it's I'm her first book. Yeah. It is. And she's over the age of 40. Is she? I think. Good on Yes, her. somebody said that to me, so it's true. It's I think she's 42. I'm plucking it out. But, yeah, pretty impressive because <laughs> she's old. Kidding, kidding. <laughs> so she's not a millennial. <laughs> That's true. Um, so I finished reading this on recommendation from someone, someone recommended it to me um, and I loved it. I could not put it down. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
down. In fact, I've gotten – so I made a New Year's resolution to read more books and now it's like I've read three in January and I'm like I need a break from books for a while <laughs> because when I read books I ignore my family. I like sneak out the books while the kids are still up and playing Stay and just ignore late. them for a while. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, they're playing for a bit. That's fine. I'll just grab my book for a little yeah. while. You know, like things that you just don't do when you're watching a TV series. Like cause when you TV series, it's like you, you're stuck with the episode. So yeah. it's like, okay, I'll watch – one hour yeah, yeah, and that's, that's it, it's done. Yeah, but it's actually easier to multitask. It's like, say, a phone or something. Like mm. I was actually reading this book and I and I was at my train station and I just needed to finish the chapter so I got off and I just kept reading and walking. It doesn't yeah. work the same. No, I no. walked straight past the um, ticket yeah. machine and then just like onto the edge of the platform and people were looking at me, yes, co-workers, because yeah. I was going to work. It's yeah. really embarrassing yeah. actually. But it is such a good book. It's a lovely story. It's a female protagonist. Um, it's sort of it's funny but it's also filled with pathos so it's you know there are bits that are heartbreaking there's some bits that are like genuinely really awful um but it is the most beautiful beautiful book and I just loved it I really loved it I read it a couple of months ago actually Amy recommended it to me and actually I stole it off her shelf but she said it's good so <laughs> that's, that's right I have not spoken to her about it oh that's funny I got a recommendation through someone else. I mean you know it's a bit like yeah it's been moment, around. I think, but yeah <laughs> but what I really liked is it it is about that female protagonist, but it's about how she's kind of going through her life and she's got a very um, outward person looking in yes, on life and yeah. her perspective on things is very interesting. And at first I was like, oh, I just don't know. You know, she's very... Like if it was a bit too twee. Yeah, yeah and she's I felt also a bit very the same cut way. and dry sometimes and yeah. she can be... She's not particularly likeable at the start, but then she becomes so endearing in her yeah. honesty and yes. you really kind of come to respect it. Mm. And, yeah, I couldn't put it down. I think I read it in about three days. It's brilliant. Okay, that's good to know because I'm not liking it. Oh, <laughs> I know. Really? I'm not. I didn't Why? like it either, did you? I hated it. I couldn't oh, Really? Claire, producer Claire. Oh, thank you so much, Claire, because I'm I'm about a third of the way through. What? And I'm finding it really hard to read in a way because it's it's I, I just feel like she's going to kill someone. <laughs> That's just where I feel like it's heading. Well, this and is I a suspect no spoiler alert. Yeah, series, definitely. So we no, don't want to spoil it. She's just one. the type, though. And her mum, because her mum, yeah. she talks. You know, she has difficulties I, with her mother. Yeah, and I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, mm. but it makes me feel really uncomfortable, and I can't quite work out. Oh why. no, you don't I, need to feel uncomfortable. I like that. That dis- how that discomfort sits with you though. Like I do, I Is like it meant to feel like that. Well, I think well, so. Yes, yeah, I mean, part, the- but not with her. Like you can like her as a character. Yeah. You're not going to feel duped if you don't like her. Okay, I don't if you- love her, <laughs> Claire. Can you? Help? I loved what's, her. I loved it too. What's wrong with oh, me, Claire? Because I haven't finished it. To be fair, so I'm only about a, qu- a third of the way in. But I yeah. bought it for the holidays, thinking, "Oh my god, I'm yeah. going to love this because everyone has raved about it, yeah. including Lee Sales and Crab, who I love." So yeah. I thought, of course, it's going to be great. I think it made me feel sad and uncomfortable, mm. and that's how I feel. And mm. I don't know whether you've experienced this, Dim, because you've worked with people who come from, you know, are in difficult circumstances, oh. maybe. And I found as I get older, I just feel the world is full of so many sad stories. Yeah. I don't want to hear any more yeah. sad stories. Maybe that's yeah. it. And yeah. I, I do think that at the start, I. I really felt like I sort of felt almost teary reading it because yeah. because she's very this character is very very lonely and mm. it's not even like she feels lonely but as an as a person looking at yeah. her it's just like it's you know awful. it's clear um, but it 
just just stick with it. Yeah, <laughs> just it stick with it. really endearing. And Maybe we should stick yeah. with it. Well, yeah. also stick with it because um, the film rights have been bought by Reese Witherspoon's company oh. and it's currently in production and it's going to be coming out, it said, 2019. So now, you want to say you've read the book before you send it I was talking to <laughs> my sister else. about this. <laughs> And I and we were both saying if they get someone too attractive to play her, yes. we're done. Yeah, like yeah. because I was kind of like, oh, I want to see the movie just so. I, oh, actually, I don't want to give it anyway. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, I hope they don't do that. Yeah. I don't want to see because yeah. I also recently read Girl on a Train. It's like, oh come on, Emily oh, Blunt yeah. is like yeah. not the character. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's exactly right. But um, yeah, mm. I I think that with Eleanor Oliphant as well, I just think that underlying thing is, and I was hearing someone else talk about it um recently who was saying that. It made them really want to connect with people more yeah. and I feel like that is that thing that you take away yeah. from it. It's just that you just don't know what people's circumstances yeah. are. And you be don't more know, tolerant. Be more tolerant, yeah. exactly. You just don't know where people are coming from. Mm. And, I mean, yeah. I know it's fiction and all the rest yeah. of it, but I thought it was beautiful. But good beautiful. fiction makes you think like that and makes you change your life. I think that's why you keep reading, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's deep. <laughs> also, <laughs> that to ignore so your deep. family. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, the things. so keep the going things, yeah. so you can go yeah, see the movie. Yeah. Okay, we'll keep doing <laughs> it. We'll do it, Dean. Okay, together. Yeah, Let's just can. message frequently and okay. get through this together, yeah. please. Thank you. Okay, memoirs. Yes. Another book type thing. Mm. Oh, so my goodness. I'm mean, intrigued to hear your thoughts on Yeah, that. like mm. I don't want to say that I'm lifting the tone too high, <laughs> but... Given that one of my examples is a playboy, a former Playboy bunny, I think that I think you bring we'll him back down. We'll be oh, fine. Thank God, we we'll need this. We need the balance. We'll quickly go high and then yeah. come back down. No, I was um, I was thinking. I saw um, a memoir that was released recently by someone who was. Um, it was kind of all about, or it seemed to be all about um, relationships and you know love and all that kind of stuff. And it's written by someone who has just turned thirty. And my first thought was something that I've read in many articles where people are quite scathing against people who write these memoirs when they're you know young, haven't really sort of experienced a lot of life or whatever. And so that was my sort of my first mm-hmm. thought. So my question is, can you be too young to write a memoir? I want to get your perspectives first because I've I've actually thought a lot about this over the last couple of days. <laughs> what do you think? I went the same with you because I had a look into some of these memoirs and I was like, oh, you know, ridiculous 30, blah, blah. And then once I started really thinking about it, I thought, well, what are some examples of them and mm. obviously celebrities and that yeah. kind of thing. And I thought, do you know what, they've probably had very interesting 15, 20 years, yes. probably since they were early teens to 30 and then I thought, well, if, yes, they won't have that kind of wisdom that older age brings you, but they will have great recollection. I can imagine if you did a yeah. memoir when you're 70, there's a lot you forget, mm. whereas we're getting all of Lily that's, Allen's, that's you know, like, And also if you write stuff. it when you're 70, <laughs> less relevant. Yes, mm. absolutely. I had the same thought. What, yeah. what are your thoughts, Tim? Oh, I'm all about it. I think I might do one myself. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. should. Yeah, I think I have a lot you to You might say. be too what old. What would you say? <laughs> Went to work. Went to a festival, came home. (laughs) God, if I managed to get to the festival in between my work hours, credit to me. Yeah, pretty much, I guess. No, I would say um, I've just, I've lived a lot. And I think people would be interested to hear what that life is. Yeah, well, I was the same. Just leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, I want you to make a book, obviously, so I'm not going to give it all away. We did say no spoiler alerts. (laughs) So don't talk too much about the festival. Coming soon in 2019, (laughs) Dimity Kirkwood. (laughs) Unfiltered. 
Oh, God. This is filtered. <laughs> it's just a whole bunch of swear words. It's not suitable for mum. Um, so, yeah, that was – anyway, that was – I had the same thought. I was like, uh, another person who's written a memoir. They're not even 30 yet. Yeah. Uh. But then I th- started thinking about examples as well yeah. and some, uh, you know, many of which I've read. And my first example, just to just so we don't stay too highbrow, um, <laughs> was Kendra Wilkinson sliding into home. Oh, ex-Playboy Bunny. Which I think she wrote when she was about 25. Oh. Fascinating. She had lived a life as well. She has got a really it interesting life. It was fascinating. Life. Yeah. And, I mean, it was junky and I read it on a plane. Mm. and you know, had probably a ghostwriter. I, I would imagine yeah. so. I think they all wrote a story, a, a memoir, all three they? girls mm. that were. Well, I, I have got them. some Me too, I have got yeah. some work to do because yeah, yeah, I've yeah. only read one of them. I have a feeling. Bridget and Holly. Yeah. See your family. Yes. <laughs> Kids, you're putting yourself to bed for the next two weeks. Um, when my book well, burns two over. days. I don't <laughs> yeah. think it's going to be a really intense reading <laughs> yeah. period. Well, I don't know how many. There's been a lot of Playboy bunnies. I don't know how many books are out there. Oh, God. That's recommendations done for the next six months. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, well, we're staying highbrow with books. <laughs> yeah, you're great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, also Rosie Waterland wrote mm. an amazing memoir about a... Rosie Waterland, you can hear on one of our previous episodes of our podcast, just as a plug. (laughs) So I think she wrote that when she was about 30 um, and it was all about her life experience. It was fascinating and brilliant. It was a bestseller. It was amazing. I loved it. She's written two Mm. books. They're both great. Malala. Wrote hers oh, when oh, she was like sixteen. She would be oh, you can't argue against Malala. I know, and even looks. I mean, the Celeste Barber one that was my recommendation a few mm. weeks ago. I think she's in like yeah, I'm actually 30, not sure how old she is. I think she's in her thirties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and her book was great. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like super heavy on the memoir stuff, but yeah. it was just a really, really great. Yeah book, a really good read. Mm. Um, and so I've kind of changed my mind. I sort of went into it going all like, uh, you know, and now I'm like, no, people have got stories to tell. Yeah. And, and you can learn something from them and I think, and be entertained by yeah, it Yeah. And well. even if you can't learn something mm. from them, it's just like, it's just nice to read a different perspective. Yeah. And some people get all funny about um, you know, celebrities and people writing these books and, you know, from such a place of privilege and all the rest mm. of it. Even that can be fun to read. Oh, a bit absolutely. of escapism. Absolutely. We all want to know about their lives. Of course totally. we do. So, Sally, are you going to write a memoir? Uh, yeah, look, probably. Weren't yeah. you doing your year in reviews? Oh, I've got my year in review, actually. Yeah. I've got my photo book. No. Bring it in next week. Okay, thanks. I'll take some photos. Um, yeah, yeah. So my year in review is back. It is as mundane as ever. <laughs> Kids are loving it. <laughs> but I actually did start journaling a little while ago. I can't remember if I mentioned this already. Um, but I was like, do you know what? I feel like one day I'm going to want to know about, you know, just what our lives were like mm. in 20, I think I was doing in 2017 or something. Mm. But it was like so boring. It was laughable because <laughs> I was on parental leave at the time. And I remember mm. taking a photo and sending it to my family just going, this is my life right now. Because my diary entry was just like, woke up. Took the um, vacuum cleaner to get serviced. <laughs> Mine today would be spent two and a half hours sorting toys in the toy library. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I would make a very good memory. Ellen on the way over here was like, I've ordered the system. <laughs> I'm helping out with a toy library. You don't have to pay a fee. I was like, you've nailed it all. That's financial independence right That's there. That's what they intend you to do. <laughs> yeah, kind of the point of a toy library. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so we're all going to write our own memoirs. Mine's going to be the most interesting, but we can have a competition. And it doesn't matter how old you are, it's probably going to be interesting. And if it's not, it might be good fodder for us in the future. (laughs) Yes, true. Done. (laughs) Okay, we're up to our mantra. Short and sweet this week, you guys. Short and sweet. We've got a baby to get to bed. 
I'm an overworked mother. Just kidding. I gave the baby away ages ago. She was really hard to settle and Ellen's done a great job. So our mantra this week is from a listener who wrote in and the mantra was really, really, really good. Um, but there was also a swear word in it and I'm being really conscious not to use swear words. So I've gone with a different one. It's also a listener, but I he didn't write in. I asked him to give me one. But he's just a really um, thoughtful kind of happy guy, just mm-hmm. like just good at reflection and stuff. I was like, he'll have something good. So he does. He said his mantra is be happy, be useful. Ooh. Yeah. I like it because... It's short, obviously, yeah. but also it really just summarises, like, how to be a good person in life, don't you yeah. think? Mm. Just, like, be happy, be useful. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Useful's good. I think useful's underrated. I agree. Useful's Agreed. underrated. Agreed. Yeah, I think so too. I think people try to be too clever and, you know, dazzle. Useful mm. gets you a you long get, way. Useful gets shit done. <laughs> it does. And do you know what else Sorry, your mum. <laughs> <laughs> I also think... You know, because I'm raising my two-year-old at the moment. Manners. Oh. Mm-hmm. Have manners. <laughs> be happy. Be. Do you know what? people? If people have manners, you can get very, very far in life. That people respond to good manners. Yeah. That's just my Okay, so one. be happy, be useful, have manners. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Write a memoir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's it for this week. So this has been The Millennial Divide. If you've liked what you've heard, you can subscribe to us in iTunes. You can rate us. In fact, you should rate us because it's like really fun to do. I've done it a few times with other podcasts and maybe our own. You can find us on lots of different places, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Send us an email. At the Millennial Divide, two L's, two N's. So people have started emailing me and I'm loving it. And they know that it's pretty much just me, Dim, they on do. the email. They so they say, just, hi, Millennial oh, Divide, hi. probably Dim. Just Dim. <laughs> and I'm loving it. So please just keep doing that. It's so nice. And... Thank you so much, Raw Collings, for editing all of the stuff that needs to get edited out, which is a lot that you don't hear, mostly me struggling to settle Settle a baby. baby. (laughs) Uh, And we'll catch you next week. Thank you. Bye. 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 Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.